0: Hello and welcome to the Count Thread Podcast. My name is Lou, my pronouns are they them, and I'm very excited to welcome you to this very first episode. Today's segments will include a brief introduction, whips, finished objects, brainstorming, and something extra. So I wanted to start today's episode, since it is the very first episode, with a little introduction as to who I am and what my goals for the podcast are. So as I said, my name is Lou. I do all kinds of fiber art. I learned to knit and crochet from my grandmas, and then later used YouTube and you know other online resources to develop my skills further. I also do some sewing. Um, I've started dabbling in quilting a little bit. I occasionally will do some garments but a lot of the time it's just sort of the functional mending side of things. And I also do some cross stitch. It's not necessarily my main hobby but I do really enjoy it when I uh, do get a chance to do some. In terms of other hobbies, I read a ton. It's mostly sci-fi and fantasy. Right now I am really deep in reading Everything that Victoria Goddard has ever published, she's a wonderful fantasy author. I've been having a great time for the past couple of months with her books, and I love listening to podcasts. Uh, I started listening back in 2013 to Welcome to Night Vale, a very classic first podcast. And since then, I've sort of covered the gamut of different genres and styles, and especially in the past few years, I've been listening to a lot of knitting or otherwise fiber artsy podcasts. So the Yarniacs, the Knit More Girls, uh, Keep Calm and Carry Yarn, and then I also listen to a couple of German podcasts, uh, Volkanal and Vol Inspirationen. I really love listening to those podcasts, and I wanted to contribute one of my own so that if there are other people out there who are just trying to find as many fiber podcasts as they can, that hopefully this can be an addition to their list. All right, let's move into WIPs. Right now, I have three projects going, which is a pretty average number for me, I think. My biggest project is Kismet, which is a knit sweater pattern by Rachel Ilsley. It's a colorwork sweater, and it's, you know, sort of a colorwork yoke, but it goes down... the colorwork goes down a good bit past the yoke. Um, it's very cool, it's got kind of a diamond motif, and it's got four colors, and it kind of moves in and out of the different color combinations. I'm using colors that are very similar to one of the, uh, samples on the pattern page because I just, th- I just thought she got it right. <laughs> um, so I have for my latest color, some Cascade Heritage Sock in white. Uh, my Midway is Tempting You, You So Happy Sock in silver ring, which I got as a prize from a Yarniacs knit, al- knit along a couple years ago. My pop of color is Candy Skein Luscious Fingering in Honey, which was also a prize from a different Yarniac's Knit Along. And then my main color, my darkest color, is Avalon Springs Farm Love Potion in Cast Iron Pot, which I got at uh, Maryland Sheep and Wall last year, probably. So all of these yarns are on at least their second project, some of them their third. I initially knit the Cascade Heritage Sock with the white and with a teal color um, into the Lisbon Wrap, which is like a mosaic knitting wrap with a lot um, of garter stripe sections. And I liked it, but I didn't love it, and I ended up frogging it. And then for the uh, Tempting You My silver color that was initially in a different sweater called After Party, but I ended up frogging that one as well because it didn't fit very well after I had top surgery. Um, Most of the early sweaters that I made I had to frog because they just didn't fit right anymore. Um, So I have a few sweater quantities floating around waiting to be remade. Um, And this was just the contrast color for that sweater. So it's now the contrast in this sweater. It also had a brief stint as the contrast color in a pair of colorwork socks. um, Which, again, just they didn't fit that well. um, So they got frogged. So now we're trying, you know, third time's the charm. Hopefully it'll stick in this sweater. The candy skein honey, I... Made a hat and a pair of mitts. There, the names of the patterns were Lord of the Rings. I'll I'll have, I'll have them linked. I think it's the Buckleberry hat and the Ravenhelm mitts. And the mittens, I I just didn't end up liking them that much, uh, so they got frogged. I still wear the hat, but I frogged them in, so I had about half the skein, um, which is more than enough. To be this pop of color. Um, I don't think I'm going to use all of what I have left, but it'll be down to kind of just that last little bit of this gain. And then the cast iron pot, the uh, Avalon Springs farm yarn, that was, I initially had purchased it to use with the two colors of Cascade Heritage Sock that I had frogged from the Lisbon Wrap. And I wanted to make a lily pilly, which I've wanted to make, you know, since 2016, when it was, you know, all over everywhere. And I knit the first, oh, actually the, the Tempting You, the silver, actually was, I made an attempt at the lily pilly, that was the third color. So this is actually fourth project for that. And... I made it through the first stripe section and I started the lace and I just wasn't excited about it, so I ended up frogging that. Um, So again, hopefully everything will stick in this project. I'm really happy with how it's turning out so far. I'm down to the bit of color work right before the ribbing for the hem. And I definitely do not have enough of my... Darkest color to do full-length sleeves. I'm pretty much certain at this point So I'm probably gonna end up having more like three-quarter length or elbow length sleeves Uh, But like I said, I knew that going in and I think that it'll still look pretty good My second whip right now is what I'm calling my trans shirt it is the Calad shirt pattern by Jessica Tsung, which is a crochet top that's worked from side to side. So you start with basically a long strip that, in the end, is fold, kind of folded in half over your shoulder. So you have vertical stripes. I'm adapting the pattern a little bit. In the original, the stripes are alternating both in color and in the pattern. So it goes from solid treble crochet to a kind of mesh lace pattern and I am instead working it in three colors instead of two, and I'm omitting the lace, so I'm just doing everything in treble crochet so that it's a relatively solid fabric throughout, because I want to be able to wear it without anything underneath, um, without feeling too exposed. <laughs> uh, so the kind of idea behind the shirt was I wanted something that I could wear to pride. Um, I didn't go to any pride events this year, but I kind of had this idea of, like, if I go, you know, next year or in the future, that I want to have something um, special and fun to wear. And ideally, it's going to turn out sort of subtle enough or, I guess, like, classy enough that I can also wear it other places and it won't, you know, look weird. Uh, So I'm using uh, Hiku Kobasi. Not sure if I pronounced that correctly. It's cotton, bamboo, and silk. Is what that stands for and my three colors are natural bubblegum and iris blue which don't exactly match the colors of the trans flag um, but it's it's sort of a pastel sort of subdued version of it um, I think it looks pretty good I'm not super foreign into this yet I uh, brought it when I was on vacation with my family but I did not like the way that the yarn felt going through my fingers when I had like sunscreen hands um, so I didn't end up working on it that much. So I haven't quite finished a full repeat of the stripes, um, but it's coming along, and like I said, I'm pretty happy with how it looks so far, so I'm excited to keep working on that. And then my final whip, I like to have something pretty plain, ideally plain stockinette, so that if I'm sitting and reading on my computer, uh, I can have my hands going and doing something, but I don't need to look at it. And right now, I'm Working on the two by two hat. Um, I will put the designer's name in the show notes. I forgot to write that down. And I'm just using some loops and thread impeccable that I bought to, and I only ended up needing a very small amount to crochet a little Yoda body for a little toy that I made for one of my friends. And now I have the rest of the skein of yarn, so I'm just trying to use it up. And It's a just nice basic beanie in a two by two rib pattern. The decreases look very nice and neat up at the top, which is all I need (laughs) from a hat pattern. And so I'm just going to work that and try to use up as much of the yarn as I can to be done with it. And I can add that to my stack of hats to be donated. Okay, and let's move on to finished objects. Uh, So I'm just gonna talk about a couple of things that I finished recently. My most recent finish is a Musselboro hat, which is, you know, that ubiquitous pattern by Isolde Teague. This was my third time knitting the pattern because it is truly just that perfect. Miles and miles of stockinette, can completely zone out, use up a whole skein of yarn. It's great. Uh, So I used some Patton's Croy FX in the colorway that's like all the dark blues. Um, all of those colorway names are so similar to each other, I cannot ever remember. So it's the dark blue one. And I, yeah, I finished that the other night. It's a hat. It's in the donation pile. I'm glad to have the yarn used up. Not particularly exciting project. A much bigger recent finish was the English paper piecing quilt that I've been working on since at least 2019. I have have very clear memories of working on it in the summer of 2019, but I don't remember exactly when I started making the hexagons. So it's finally, finally, finally done. The center of the quilt is all completely hand pieced. I I didn't do a final count, but, you know, hundreds of hexagons. I think I used um, hexagons that were an inch and a half along each side. So not the smallest, but plenty small enough. how many I ended up needing in the end, and I initially had intended to do the entire quilt completely by hand, just I thought that would be very cool, and I was right, it would have been very cool. It also would have taken, uh, probably four more years (laughs) to finish, so I, a few months ago, picked it up again and was like, I just need to finish this, so I ended up doing a border of, um, just some rectangles, kind of striped, around of the different fabrics that I had used and I did that by machine because I just like I said I just need to be done. So I put two layers of border on and then I dithered for a really long time about wanting to do hand quilting uh, and that was driving me bananas. So I eventually caved and just did kind of a matchstick pattern bunch of straight lines uh, on my machine and it's not the neatest I'm not thrilled with how the back of it looks but I am thrilled to have it done and to not have it looming over me like every time I would do an assessment of you know my whips and what I wanted to make I'd be like oh hold on let me start okay so the English paper piecing quilt and so I'm really I'm really just so happy to have it done and you know with a less you know self-critical eye it's really beautiful. Um, Nobody's gonna be examining the back. I'm not planning on planning on entering it in a quilt show or anything, so it's definitely what it needs to be. Okay, now let's move on to brainstorming. This is going to be the big segment for this episode. I have a lot of stuff that I'm planning and really excited to work on. Right now I'm trying to sort of winnow down my yarn collection. As I mentioned in the whip segment, I have a lot of yarn that I frogged from other projects, so it's kind of gone back onto my shelves, and I just want to work through some of it and make sure that, you know, make sure that I'm kind of staying on top of that and not taking up too much space. So I have a few yarns that I'm planning on just using up with some hats, adding them to my donation pile, and I did a bunch of these in... March, I think, I used up a bunch of acrylic in a set of colorwork hats, I'll put a picture of that. Um, I'm pretty happy with how those turned out. And I did some helical striped hats to use up some pretty small balls of yarn, which I was really happy about. And now I have a few bigger quantities that will be kind of their own solid hats. So I have another two skeins of Patton's Croy, which is 100 grams together. It's the gray, brown, red, marl. So I'm probably just gonna do another muscle burrow for that. Um, Like I said, it's a perfect pattern for what I need for some autopilot knitting, using up a good bit of yarn. Um, So that's my plan for that. I have a partial skein of loops and thread wool-like in, I think the color is called Teal Lake and I'll probably do a ribbed beanie for that. I was considering holding it together with my last bit of hat yarn, which is discontinued Patton's Croix stretch sock in Spearmint, I think it was called. The ba- That ball band is long gone. Um, this was the yarn that I knit my first ever pair of socks out of, and they were, that was so long ago that Once I started doing marching band and my calf muscles got bigger, uh, the socks didn't fit anymore, and so they were frogged. And then I re-knit them into my first pair of toe-up socks, and I didn't really like how the heel turned out, it wasn't that comfortable, so they got frogged again. So I might hold that together with the teal wool-like, because it kinda- it kinda coordinates well. But either way, that'll probably be another just kinda ribbed basic beanie to get that yarn used up one of the biggest I I guess banes of my yarn collection right now is my last significant quantity of acrylic yarn I went through a period where I was crocheting a ton of Afghans I think I probably got up to dou- double digits uh, pretty much everybody in my life got got an Afghan and it's for a blanket that you want to build to wash as in a gift for other people and because a lot of this was when I was in high school did not have a ton of yarn money to be throwing around, you know, acrylic was the obvious choice for that. I don't begrudge my past self uh, those purchases or those projects at all, uh, but I am down to two big skeins of black yarn. One of them is Karen One Pound, and the other is a crafts, smart Value, I think, um, but like the big size. And... That second one is left over from a project I did for my mom. She requested that I crochet an afghan for my parents' king-size bed. I did a corner-to-corner afghan that is significantly bigger than the top surface of their king-size bed. I started it a couple months before the pandemic began. and I just remember coming home from college and doing my online classes with it in my lap and just cranking away on it for those next few months. Um, It was a huge project and I have this one last skein of yarn left that I want to use up and it's close enough to the Karen One Pound that I'm kind of counting it as one thing together. And then I have, I think it's Lion Brand Pound of Love. It's a dark kind of heathered maroon color. I initially had purchased this to go with the black yarn to make a uh, kind of dragon wing shawl for my ex, uh, and I will not be doing that project anymore. So now I'm looking at the Terrazzo Afghan pattern, which is a mosaic crochet block pattern. It's really pretty. I've had it bookmarked for ages, uh, and I think these, like these two yarns aren't super high contrast, but I think it'll work. For that pattern, I think it'll look kind of classic, so that's what I'm thinking for that. Okay, let's see. I also have, speaking of leftovers from other projects, a bit of Knit Picks Wool of the Andy Sport. This was uh, initially purchased for a sweater, the uh, Kosikofti pattern by Deer Knits, uh, my apologies to just all of Scandinavia, and I I got pretty far in the body, and then I realized that I was never, ever, ever going to wear it because sport weight wool, it was going to be, t- and I was going to have to wear something underneath it because wool of the Andes is a little scratchy, um, and I was just going to be too hot. So I frogged that and then reused it in a different project. Are you sensing a theme? Uh, so I made stockings for my brother and sister-in-law for this past Christmas, I'm super thrilled with how they turned out. The main color for them was claret or claret heather. So kind of a red red leaning purple. And then the contrast was a light gray, almost silver. My siblings and I all love purple. It's all of our favorite colors. It just seemed perfect to make them stockings. And I think I have enough left to make one for myself as well because our mantle this Christmas looked I thought a little bit silly with these two beautiful I am not I am not too modest to say these gorgeous hand-knit Fair Isle stockings next to my cheapo red and white striped stocking (laughs) it just threw the vibe off so I have some of the yarn left I think I'm probably going to try to make a stocking with it I'm not sure that I have enough of the gray but we'll see what I can do so another sort of set of yarn that I have is Feederbrook Farms Entropy DK, and I don't remember the name of the solid. Uh, these were also purchased at Maryland Sheep and Wool last year, and I got them based on the sample and pattern suggestion that they had in the booth to make Squishy Fish, which was a fisherman's rib cowl that sort of alternated, which... Color was the dominant color. I started it and got pretty far on it, but I wasn't just wasn't loving how it was turning out. So I am planning on doing a very similar project. I want to do just a brioche cowl. Number one, to learn how to do brioche, and number two, it's a really lovely, squishy, soft yarn that I think will feel really nice as a cowl. In my head, this is my pigeon cowl. Pigeons are my number one favorite animal. Um, So I have, it's kind of a bluish gray is the solid, and the multicolored is pigeon colors, basically the, you know, multicolored kind of iridescent section on the neck, like what you think of your prototypical pigeon. So I think it'll look really nice in a, you know, two color brioche, kind of sort of peeking out from the solid color. Um, And for that pattern, I was poking around and I sort of have the birdie cowl. Um, bookmarked for that. It's just a free pattern for a two-color brioche, you know, learn how to knit brioche kind of situation. That seems to be just what I want. As I mentioned earlier, I have a few sweater quantities that were frogged from older projects. The first is Knitbik Stroll in a nice medium blue color. I originally knit this into a flax light. It was my first sweater. I ended up frogging it cause I didn't really like the fit after I had my top surgery. And because I, I had learned that I much prefer raglans that have the lowered front neckline. I just really do not like the feeling of the neckline touching my neck proper. So every sweater that I've made since then has had that lowered front neckline. And I was like, okay, this needs to go. We need to try again with this. And I think what I wanna do is make a moonset pullover. And I have the Moonset T pattern, which I've knit twice, once in a Knit Picks Lindy chain in a like lilac color, which I made for my brother and sister-in-law's wedding last summer. And then one that I finished pretty recently in Euroflax, you know, 100% linen in a maroon color and I really like the pattern I like the construction of it how the neckline comes together it's got a really nice looking v-neck and the designer released a pullover in the same style uh, written for DK weight yarn I think probably I'll just use the fingering weight pattern because that's the yarn that I want to use anyway and then just knit the sleeves longer but I think because stroll is really soft it's really nice so I think that'll be a nice cozy sweater to have with that I also have a sweater quantity of Knit Picks palette, which is, I think the colorway is Cranberry Heather. It's uh, once again a nice maroon, and this was the main color of the after party that I had knit with the silver that I talked about earlier. I don't have a specific plan for this yet. I haven't found something that I'm really excited about, so this is still sort of sitting in the back of my mind, something that I'm keeping an eye out if there's anything that I want to make with it. And same goes for a sweater quantity of palette in gold. I think the colorway is actually called turmeric, but it's a it's a wonderful mustard yellow, which is one of my other favorite colors. I had originally bought it to make a cardigan. The pattern is called Nietzsche Nietzsche. and I still might do that. I just, that was something that I just kind of never got around to. Uh, there wasn't any particular reason why I didn't actually knit it. So, un- <laughs> unlike most of what I've been talking about, this is not frogged yarn, this is not reclaimed yarn from a different pattern, uh, I just haven't made anything with it yet. So that could end up being Nichi-Nichi still, but it may end up being something else. Okay, and the last thing that I'll talk about for this segment is my Baroque Remix Light. I bought this yarn at a local yarn store in Maryland. I was traveling with a couple of friends from work, and we went into this store just sort of on a whim, and I got the Remix Light, which is a really cool yarn. It's a bunch of different fibers mixed together. There's some recycled acrylic and linen, I think some bamboo, uh, probably cotton as well, and. Because of all the different fibers, it kind of has a heathered look to it. And I got two skeins of teal and one skein of dark gray. And I initially was working on a blank slate top and then I frogged it because I didn't like how it was turning out. And now I'm not really sure that I want to use the two yarns together after all. So right now what I'm thinking is that the teal is going to be a uh, Sonnenstunden which is a short sleeve raglan top with some texture along the increase lines and the gray, I think, because I only have the one skein, it will probably end up being a tank top. And right now I'm thinking about the Moonless pattern by Jacqueline Slack. Um, Although Jessie Made Design also has a couple of tank top patterns that I was looking at, so I haven't quite decided on that. So that's a lot of brainstorming. Oh, and I actually have one more upcoming project. This is a bit more settled, so I didn't have it written down in my brainstorming page. But my mom requested a sort of dupe of a sweater that she saw an ad for on Facebook. And the the original sweater was from Shein, which is just very funny. I don't think she has context for what Shein is. But she saw the sweater and she liked it and she sent me a picture and asked if I could make it. So basically the body of the sweater is knit with kind of drop shoulder shortish sleeves and then the rest of the sleeves are made from granny squares with a bit of kind of mesh between them to make like bell sleeves almost. And I have ordered some yarn to make this. I'm planning on basing it off of Jacqueline C. Slack's Rift pattern. I sent my mom a screenshot of the pattern page the other night and she liked it the style of the v-neck version and I just really I just really didn't feel like trying to reinvent the wheel on this one so I'm gonna follow that pattern basically to make the body and then sort of improvise uh, what I want to do for the sleeves so for my yarns I am trying some things that I've never used before and hopefully I like them the body will be uh, black like the original and it's Caskey Cotton Socks, which I guess is a relatively new yarn. It's um, Some somewhere around 75% cotton 25% nylon. It's meant to be a like wool free sock yarn So hopefully this will work out. Well, I'm hoping that the nylon content will kind of help it keep its shape and not end up you know dragging down like cotton sometimes can and then for the granny squares I ordered some Fingering weight cotton yarn from Hobby, which I think is called Rainbow Eight Four, and they had a pack that I again got the thumbs up from my mom on. So those yarns are on the way; should be here in the next couple of weeks. the The Hobby yarn is shipping from Denmark, so who really knows? But my mom's birthday is at the end of October, so I've got a little bit of of wiggle room as I'm wrapping up my Kismet that can kind of shift to be my my big project on the go. Okay, so now we're actually at the end of brainstorming. All right, our final segment today will be something extra, which I want to use as sort of a catch-all for any books or podcasts or TV or movies or anything like that that I am excited about and want to share with you. So right now I am deep into the second round, or my second round, of Dracula Daily. I read along last year, and this year I'm listening to Regarding Dracula, which is an audio uh, drama adaptation of the Dracula Daily project. So if you're not deep in the paint on Dracula, this is a project that was started by Matt Kirkland. I think the first round was in 2021. Like I said, I read for the first time last year. And the idea is Dracula is an epistolary novel. So it's a bunch of letters and journal entries and some newspaper clippings, and they are all dated. So in the original novel, they're not presented in chronological order. They're presented in sort of a flow that makes sense for the narrative. Um, But Matt Kirkland had the idea to do a substack newsletter where the entries are sent out on the day that they occur in the novel so this runs from may 3rd to november 10th somewhere somewhere in early mid-november it's super fun it was my first time reading dracula last year and i got really into it and so i'm really enjoying the regarding dracula adaptation this year highly recommend The voice acting is incredible, and it's really brought out some details of the text that I didn't pick up on last year. Sort of like when you hear Shakespeare performed rather than just trying to read the text yourself. It just, it really adds another, another layer to it. So I highly recommend that. All right, so that will be all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you again for listening, and I will see you next time. Have a good one.